This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're listening to Betting Weekly Game Bet Match on the Bet Rivers Network. Hello and welcome to Game Bet and Match, the tennis podcast brought to you in association with Bet Rivers your hometown sportsbook. I'm Nigel Seeley, and as per usual, I'm joined by my co-host, tennis journalist, betting journalist in the UK, Sean Calvert, who, yet again, uh, I know we're a little bit later than usual recording here, but uh, the success we celebrated on Sunday, I, I, I will say that, was because of uh, another winner for you, 28-1, to 1, Nishioka. Uh, I couldn't pronounce yep. his name. You, you got it now. Nailed Nishi, it. Nishi, 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 what, Nishikai. 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 <laughs> it doesn't matter how you pronounce them as long as they get the job done. And at 28-1, to 1, he had adds to a, a list of some very, very impressive winners uh, on the tournaments this season for you so, um, the, on this Game Better Match podcast. Yeah, thanks, mate. Well, you've you've weighed in as well, haven't you? You got Massetti at sixty to one, and obviously Nakashima last week. So, I mean, as long as one of us is doing the business, or you know, sometimes it's both, sometimes it's me, sometimes it's you. That's you know, it's been it's been great, hasn't it? You know, you, you know, you, you do enjoy these these weeks while while they last because you know you, the outright the, the ones that I go for, particularly the big prices, they're not going to come every week, are they? Um, but it's it's, been, it's just been a great start. I've been happy with the way things are going. I thought Nishioka played. He played great all tournament. He really did. Uh, he absolutely deserved that title as well. He didn't just he didn't win it after saving match points every every round and, and this that and the other. He, he came in and he won that tournament and he won it well and it worked out exactly as I thought. It's not going to be like that every week, but you know, take it. it I'm really enjoying. It. I'm really. Well, it's, it's like it most weeks at the moment, Sean. It's not. It's not it has been a great start, hasn't it? I mean, eighty to one, twenty-eight to one, twelve to one, six to one. It's it's been great. You know, just. Enjoy it. Exactly. 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 Uh, these these tournaments, big wins like this don't come around every week, as Sean says. It's uh, They don't. It's a know. season that's been exceptional. Uh, but, you know, the pressure is on now. People will be watching this. People will be looking at your uh, your uh, your picks and, you, you know, and you go into these tournaments this week, two ATP 500 events. So a little bit yeah. better quality of a, a field assembled. Uh, let's start with the first tournament, which is uh, in the, the uh, in the Japan. It's the Japan Open. Uh, Nishioka okay. is actually in that. Um before we now. go into it, before we go into it, um, we need to have a look at the um, what, what kind of conditions we're going to get. The tournament obviously started overnight. There was yeah. some, some play. We missed a couple of first round matches, but um, what kind of conditions do you think we'll be seeing in Japan? I think this is a difficult one because today and tomorrow it's it's going to be nice and warm, sunny, similar to what we saw in Seoul last week, around about sort of twenty eight degrees. But then the weather's set to absolutely turn massively. Um, and it's supposed to hammer it down the rest of the week. It's going from 28 to 15 in terms of the temperature. So it's, there's a big wet weather front coming in. It's about to hit Tokyo if the forecast is correct, which means that they get, they're probably, well, they will be playing most of these matches indoors. The center court's got a roof, so it's not really a problem for them. In terms of the, the, the pure conditions, they play on a deco turf outdoor hardcore, which is the same one they played in Seoul last week. Similar pace. It's always been 
on the quicker side, Tokyo, over the years, these Dunlop balls, same as they used in um, in Seoul last week. I'm not sure it's the Dunlop AO ones. I think it's Dunlop ATP this week, but they're similar balls. Uh, so quickish conditions, obviously, if they, they bring the roof down, uh, which they will, uh, it, it, it takes out the sun, takes out the wind, makes it easier for the guys that do like to go for the Lions to play their game. Um, so, yeah, that's that's the kind of conditions we're expecting this week. It's, it's going to be quick-ish, you know, today, tomorrow, and then the rest of it is going to be indoors. Yeah, I, I didn't realise Nishio could actually not pull out of the tournament. I, I said he was playing this tournament. He's actually, he, he, I didn't realise until you just mentioned there because he was going to be one of my picks. As he was drawn. Yeah. Okay, I didn't know he was drawn. Sorry. Yeah, I, I, I think... said I was. I was thinking if he plays because no, it looks as though it looks as though he's withdrawn. I just I just searched the draw and it seemed to have changed. But um, let's have a look at the, okay. the leading contenders. Nick, Nick, Nick Kyrgios is the tournament favourite here. Um, he's, he's, he's got a decent enough draw. If you look at the draw in the bottom half, of the great section, draw, four to one, <laughs> very good draw. Taylor Fritz is at plus four fifty. TFO who won his first round match, he's now into five fifty. Casper Rudd, the number one seed, is six dollars, and Diminuar at eleven, and Nakashima at eleven. Nakashima also won his first round match today. Um, what do you like on the outright markets? Um, I think the the problem with Kyrgios is we, we just don't know how he's going to be. You know, we, we've seen a, a sort of semi to reasonably professional-ish Kyrgios over the summer months, haven't we? Where he's, he's by and large, he's cut some of the antics out and, and, and played some actual decent focused tennis and he's had some great results with it. The fact that he's gone back to Australia, he went back to Australia last week um, and now he's kind of just turned up in, in Tokyo, I think yesterday or the day before. I'm just not sure we're going to get a committed performance from him. He's not the kind of guy that I like to bet at prices like what is he four to one or something like that to win this tournament? Um, not for me. The, the last time I backed him outright was in was in the Miami Open in back in March. He was forty to one and he went great up to the quarters when he had a he had a hissy fit and then just basically jacked it in. Um, so single figure prices on Kyrgios for me, no is 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 the answer to that. Um, I think he it's really popular, tricky. Though. I think he will be very popular because people are obviously he's he will. everyone's favourite player now and. Also, the fact that he's got this very, very easy-looking draw, where he runs into Fritz, who's you know isn't isn't in great fitness. You know, he's the second favourite, but I think both of those two look, look worth from Hosey. Yeah, I think Fritz. We're not sure about either of these. We're not sure about Kyrgios in the sense that I'm not sure how he's going to perform uh, this week, just because his attitude. I, I, I'm not sure he's going to be on a go week. He might, he might not. That's the chance you take, you know. But with Kyrgios, Fritz is a little trickier because he, he he pulled out of Seoul last week. He didn't arrive there until late. Um, coming from Labour Cup, and, and he pulled out due to illness. Now, I'm not sure what that illness is. It, 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 if it's the case that it's the same COVID illness that saw Norrie withdraw from Seoul and not be allowed to, to play in Tokyo, then obviously he might withdraw. He might not play again this week. If it's an entirely different illness, it might just have been a little stomach bug for a day or something like that. We don't know. So again, you're taking your chances on 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 someone like that at a price like that. It's it's just not for me at this stage of the season. It's not for me. There's a lot of withdrawals going on. Mm. A lot of players have played a lot of tennis. Fritz hasn't looked to me the same player since Wimbledon. Really, um, had a poor exit, didn't he, in the U.S. Open uh, to Brandon Holt as a massive favourite. Just I think that just knocked his confidence a bit. That Wimbledon. Um, in not my confidence a bit, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> in not my confidence in him, yeah, uh, that, that's for sure. I just, I just think it's too short. This time of the season, I, we've we've seen, haven't we, in the last couple of weeks, that players can just 
suddenly hit form that haven't been playing well for months and months and months. We saw it, it uh, in Mets. Sanego done nothing really for a long time. They just played great all week, won the title at about 40 to 1. Shapovalov's done nothing this season. Suddenly turned it on in Seoul last week. Uh, got to the final, lost to our boy Nishioka. Um, I just prefer at this stage of the season, big, bigger price players, players that are fresher, maybe have struggled a bit, maybe with injuries in the last couple of months or, you know, just not feeling it or whatever. And, and all of a sudden they're starting to feel it again. Um, so I, in the top half of the draw, I've, I've gone for Kekmanovic. At, um, he was around about 28 to 1. I just well, feel I, like... This, this, so just Before we come on to Kekmanovic, I'm just looking up. Yeah. And Nishioka is in one... I've seen him in a draw once and then I saw a, a game would change. So at the moment, I'm not sure myself whether he's going to play. So he's, he's in the draw on the, at the minute. According yeah, so to, I've just checked let's on the stay, phone. Let's stay with that rather than me putting you away saying that he was out of the tournament. <laughs> so let's stay with that. He's in the tournament at the moment. But there is a good possibility that he could uh, pull out the tournament because of what he's done. But this is his home event, so he, he wanted to be playing this one, surely. Yeah, you would think. But he, he did have a couple of medical timeouts in that final in Seoul because of his left shoulder. Um, he's not the hardiest of specimens. So I, I just think I just think this is a great chance for Kekmanovic because Kekmanovic is is he's acclimatized. He was in he was in Seoul. He got a little bit unlucky in the first round actually in, in Seoul. He, he played Kovacevic, who's who had a I don't know whether you saw him last week, but he played brilliant. Yeah, he could run. He, he played absolutely great. It reminds me a lot of a, a sort of right-handed Shapovalov the way he plays Kovacevic. If he's on, he's on. And, and I think Kekmanovic was expecting it in the first round because he was a lucky loser. Kovacevic lost to Jarry in qualies, got back into the draw. Beat Kekmanovic and made it all the way to the semi-finals. Played some brilliant tennis. I don't. I don't think that's a as bad a result for Kekmanovic as it looks on paper. Because um, Kovacevic was playing some great tennis, so I just think this is, this would be a good time to play Nishioka. I just think he's. I just think that shoulder's not really up to it. He, he probably will want to play because it's the same tournament. But I just don't. I think this is a good a good chance for Kekmanovic. Yeah. And if he gets past that one, I think this top half of the draw is open. I really do. I mean, Rude. Just not sure. He, he was ultra-aggressive last week against Nishioka. I think he was trying to shorten the points. He was coming to the net quite a lot, going for it more than we normally see him do. That suggests a little bit of fatigue to me, and it wouldn't be surprising because he played a ton of tennis. So mm-hmm. just at the price that he is, it's just too short for me. Um, Diminor's a possibility. Um, not an easy match first up against Quan. Um, just just a little bit, again, just not not the right price for me. Um Diminor TFO is also a guy who's played a lot of tennis. So that that US Open run would have taken a lot out of him. Then he played the Labour Cup. Now he's back in Tokyo, but very low just, price. Just too five, short. I have five now. Five, you know, five if, to one. It's if this was three months ago, TFO would have been about twenty to one to win this tournament, yeah. wouldn't he? Mm. What was he now? Five to one. Did five to one. Oh, he did. He has already won the first round. Yeah, he, to his beating local players. He's through to the second round. So he's, he's been yeah. cut from six to one to five to one. It's just, it's just too short. I mean, ridiculously low. Just not, not for me. So on the process of elimination, Evans is another one who, who looked really tired last week, complaining that he had nothing in his legs because he's, he's had a, a pretty hectic schedule as well. He played Davis Cup, then he went to San Diego, then he went straight to, to Seoul. Uh, a lot of tennis looked jaded last week and he might do it again. Again, just too short. I just, at the prices, I've just gone for Kekmanovic, but I'm not, I'm not wildly confident this week. I was, I was pretty keen on this Joker last week. Um, uh, I'm not. I'm, to be honest, I'm not that confident this week. But I, I just think the value, if there is any, is, is with Kekmanovic. Kekmanovic is twenty-eight to one. Um, obviously, Nishioka is his first-round opponent. We like you like Kekmanovic to win that if if he 
plays, obviously, minus, 21, minus 121 kick managed yeah, to beat. Yeah, I think yeah. Just shows you what a fickle business betting is, isn't it? Like, last week, Nishioka was our, our boy. No First round, no. no. We, we've, <laughs> we've earned us that money now, Mr. Nishioka. We're moving on to someone else. He's been put to the to the sidelines. So, yeah. Kikmanovic for sure. <laughs> In the bottom half of the draw, I like Nakashima. Um, it was 14-1 okay. to one yeah. before the tournament started. I bet him at 14-1. to one. He's now into 11 after his win today. I think, um, I think, I think that's very big... possible, yeah. Yeah, I think there's Very some possible. big question marks about the players at the bottom of the seat. We mentioned Kyrgios, Taylor Fritzing, who Shapovalov's obviously got through to a final. Big question marks about that. And Koric obviously pulled out of his tournament last week, injured as well. So I think there's yeah. question marks about five of the six seeds in the bottom half of the draw. And uh, for me, I think that ne- Nekashima is an improving player, getting stronger and stronger each tournament, a player that I think is destined to be in the top 25 in the world, and uh, I think he would be my pick. So we've got two alternatives against the favourites. Kyrgios, Fritz, TFO, Rude, four clear favourites. But we're going for Kekmanovic in the top half at 28-1, to one, and Nakashima, who got us the money as well a couple of weeks ago, at 11-1 to one in the bottom half of the draw. Is there anything else on the matches you like? I know you we, we, we've gone for Kekmanovic, but anything else that's caught your attention? Yeah, I think I think Diminor will struggle to cover a 4.5 game uh, handicap. Uh, against Quan, right? You know, I, I, it, just on the basis that Quan's, he's been in Asia for several weeks now. He played quite a bit of tennis last week in at his home tournament in Korea. Got to the semis in the doubles with Hyun Chung, who's we're all really pleased to see back back fit and, and healthy and playing great tennis again. So he played a lot last week. He's used to the conditions. Diminor isn't. He only arrived in Tokyo on Saturday, um, which doesn't give him a great amount of time. He's coming from Labour Cup where it was slow indoor hard conditions Quan has obviously played on Decker turf in the last last week or so he's going to be the one who's more match sharp in the conditions that that will prevail tomorrow when this match is on it's on Tuesday so it's not going to be affected by the rain um I just I just think I just think that's a, a big ask for Diminor you know he, he didn't even cover that handicap when he played Quan an exhausted Quan by the way on grass at Wimbledon I think he was at not Wimbledon Eastbourne sorry um last year semi-finals there Quan was a lucky loser he played a ton of tennis and he had to play Dimonor in the semi-finals and Quan um sorry Dimonor only beaten by four games so he didn't even cover four and a half game handicap in that situation I think this situation favors Dimonor uh, favors Quan more and yet he can still get plus four and a half so I'm I'm, I'm quite happy with that I think if Dimonor wins this plus five or plus six I'd be I'd be you know whole hands and say great good fabulous performance from Dimonor but I, I don't see it happening mm. So Diminor uh, against Quan. We're going for Quan plus four and a half. We're going for Kekmanovic at minus 121 uh, to beat Nishioka. Uh, and on the outright market, in the top half, Kekmanovic at 28 to one and Nakashima at 11 to one for me. That's the Japan Open. One. Oh, sorry, go on. Sorry, one. sorry. sorry. Yeah. yeah, I was going to take um, Duckworth. Same same scenario, the plus games on the handicap against right. Fritz. Uh Mainly for the reasons that I, I sort of alluded to earlier, where Fritz, we're just not sure how he's going to be just, you know, with his illness that he's supposedly had last week. Um, Duckworth's not going to be afraid of Fritz. He's beaten him twice. They played twice. Duckworth's won twice. It's probably not the best comparison because it was a long, one of them was a long time ago in Challengers. And the other one was in Toronto. I think it was last summer on, on Outdoor Hard when Fritz had a real health scare. He said he was having palpitations and he really was struggling physically in, in that match. So it's not a, a great comparison, but Duckworth won't be, worried about Fritz you know he's in his mind he's beaten him twice uh and Duckworth is another one of those guys that had a he's you know he's got reasons to to, to play 
in these these next couple of months, these these coming months, because he missed most of the first half of the season with injury. So he's keen to get back to the to the career high ranking that he had at the, at the start of this season. And he's, he's done it pretty well recently. He got to the final of a challenger. He played pretty well in San Diego. Got to the quarterfinals. Got beat by Gearon, who was obviously massively motivated in his own his home tournament. Um, but I just think I think Duckworth's decent here on the handicap. I mean, Fritz is never one that breaks serve particularly often. Uh, so if you can get sort of three and a half, four and a half game start on Duckworth, I'm, I'm happy to go with that. Yeah, I like that. I like the fact that the the, the tie breaks coming through count as well. You know, when we see, I wouldn't be surprised to see Fritz win seven six seven six or something like that, which means that Duckworth will be a comfortable winner, even if he loses. But he's got the capability of winning him, uh, given the fact that Fritz pulled out with an illness of his last tournament. So Duckworth plus four and a half added to Quan plus four and a half, and Kikmanovic to beat Nishioka. Um, okay, let's move on to the Astana Open in Kazakhstan. Yeah. Um, Yes. Really, really good field assembled here. I mean, really, really good. I mean, the new world number one, Carlos Alcaraz, tops the betting. Uh, oh, he's not number one. He doesn't top the betting. He's a uh, five to two second favorite, plus 250. The favorite is Novak Djokovic, surprisingly number four seed here. He's got a wild card this week. Um, Medvedev is plus yeah. 525. Sitsipas is seven. Rublev is nine. Orge Aliasim is 10. And Herkas uh, is now 10 to one after he won his first round match against Serum Dulu. Um, very, very, very good field here. I mean, when you consider how big this sort of has become over the years, what it used to be like, it's uh, it's an incredible well, it didn't amount exist, of field. Did it? Yeah, well, it didn't exist. It didn't exist it, two years ago, three years ago. When, it didn't, when the, wasn't a thing. You've never had a field like this, though. Here. I mean, this is a really, no. really good field. No, I mean, the winner here, which I think was Quan last year, got uh, $47,000. This year, this year they're getting 355000 to the winner. <laughs> uh, this tournament didn't exist until a couple of years ago then it got brought in on a single year license because of the the lack of tournaments in china to sort of cover a gap in the schedule if you like and it was it was a poor 250 it, it really was it was a very little interest to anybody um and now all of a sudden it's been bumped up to a 500 again because of the lack of big tournaments uh in asia this year and now it's now it's got all the best well not all but a lot of the best players in the world playing you've got to look think about the conditions here. It's, unless they've changed it which i don't think they have um it, it was really quite slow like 75 76 percent holds a serve difficult to hit winners on um a lot of long rallies is going to be expected here um so you've got to think about who that's going to favor it you could probably say it's going to favor alcaraz um it, it, initially he looked like he might have a tricky one with rune in the first round but rune's pulled out now hasn't he mm-hmm. um so that's that's one hurdle that Alcaraz hasn't hasn't got to overcome but I'm just not sure about Alcaraz if if we're starting at the top half of the draw with the number one series Alcaraz then this US Open run and then straight into Davis Cup I just think he's going to be a bit leggy Uh, he may prove me wrong but at the price that he is he's he's definitely not a player I could back this week no 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 I mean He's actually gone joint favourite now um, after the, okay. the prices I had there. It's two to one Alcaraz and two to one Djokovic. Um, two to I one. I think I'd extreme. rather take Djokovic. Yeah. If I had to take one at two to one, which I obviously wouldn't, but if I did, someone said, you got to take one of them, I'd probably take Djokovic. Well, he goes back to my always thoughts of these kind of things is if they met in the final, what price would you be? And if Alcaraz played Djokovic in the final here, he'd make Djokovic, make it, I'd make him a comfortable favourite. I don't know. Well, maybe maybe about minus one thirty. So I'm surprised talking about that... energy levels. Yeah, 
It's 100% Djokovic. He's barely played for three months. Exactly. So I, I, I think that probably a little bit of an overreaction on Alcaraz um, and, and a bit of an under, underestimate on, on Djokovic. The, the other player I think here has been a bit disrespectful in the market is Medvedev. I think plus 525 uh, is too mm. big. Five, bigger than five to one for a guy who was considered to be, you know, a multiple Grand Slam winner in the making of many, many ones. He was always going to come out of the shadows of the of the of the, the sort of big three. Um, I think mm. I thought that was too big. When you consider that he's plus five twenty five and Sitsipas is seven, I mean I wouldn't bet Sitsipas at seven as well. But um, no. yeah, I, I thought Medvedev looked a little bit of value in that in that bottom half of the draw, the number two seed. Um, where do you like? What do you like? I know I know you've already had a play here, and and you've, your your man's safely through to the, to the second round. Yeah, I had a couple yesterday when the prices came out. I had um, uh, Herkash at 20s and um, Felix Auger, Aliasim at 20s as well. Mm-hmm. Always a bit nervous when when I see that they're on the schedule for Monday. <laughs> it's, it's nothing worse than going through all these draws and looking at all the prices and thinking about it and weighing it up and having a bet and then they lose it first first thing on a Monday. It's, it, it's painful, that is, but... Cash actually played, I watched him against Terendola this morning. He played, he played really well, actually. He looked, he looked quite up for it. So I'm, I'm very pleased with how he started. Whether you can still get 20 to 1 on her cash and, and, and Felix is, is, is questionable. We'll see. The price now, since you put your money down, Mr. Calvert, both into 10 to 1. Now, her cash is 10 to 1. Orge Alias okay. seemed 10 to 1. The early bird struck. Calvert got involved, took the swing. Got a, 10 to 1 now. This is why I get up at the crack of dawn on Sunday mornings or whatever it is, you know scouring the market um yeah i mean if, if we're looking at this this top half as i said alcaraz for me there could be there could be a distinct possibility he's a little bit below par in terms of his energy levels after everything he's done this season remember he's still very very young um Sitsipas, like like you i'm not convinced with him i'm not sure what's going on with him really that that us open lost to galan i know he had a bit of an elbow problem but it just and and the way the way he just downed tools in the Cincinnati final against Choice, he just he went away far too tamely for my liking. Just he just thought, well, I'm not winning this. It's not my day. I'm you know, I'm off. Just didn't. I wasn't impressed by that at all. Uh, and he's he's just been very up and down. I think that that price on him is his conditions might suit him with it being a bit slower and stuff, but not for me. I would rather take either Hercash or Rublev in that in that top half. As I said, I've taken Hercash. I mean, but Rub. If you wanted to back Rublev, I wouldn't. I wouldn't sort of disagree we with that. We never bet Rublev on this show. We, we yeah, I'm not keen, but it's, it's a possibility. You know, then uh, the problem with these two draws this week, Japan and Astana, is there's so many players that could win it. Yeah, it, it's it's really tricky puzzle to solve. I've gone with Herkash. He's a bit of an enigma. Herkash. He either plays great, and you think this guy's got a slam in him. Or he, and sometimes he just does the, it just doesn't show and he just doesn't seem to have the belief or or the energy or the or the will or something. I'm not sure what it is, but he, he's very in and out. He's either good or he's not. I'm happy at 20 to one. I was happy to take a chance that he's going to be decent this week because uh, I think he's got a good draw. Um, he's perfectly capable of beating Sitsipas. The last six times they've played, it's, it's gone to a final set, so the the two are pretty closely matched. Yet Sitsipas is a much shorter price to win it, which to me is no value. So that's why I've gone with him in the top half. In, in the bottom. I think it's, I went with Felix on the basis that I think his confidence might be up at the moment, having beaten Alcaraz and Djokovic in the past couple of weeks. That's got to be a big boost for anybody. Um, and he did win in similarly slow indoor conditions in Rotterdam earlier in the season. 
So the conditions are, are decent enough for him. He's, he's, he's okay with those. and His confidence should be really high. He should have a decent amount of energy because he hasn't played, he hasn't gone deep. Um, you know, didn't go do, he didn't go deep in the US Open. So he's, he should have the legs. I think at 20 to one, I just thought it was, it was fair enough. Incidentally, I don't like his price today against Bautista Agut in a match which is probably going on at the minute. Um, I thought that was a little bit too short. Um, but, he, you know, outright, I think he's decent. He's, he showed in, in Melbourne that he's got the beating of Medvedev. He's a little bit unlucky to lose that Australian Open semi-final. He was very close to winning it. So there's a chance he could beat Medvedev. He's already beaten Djokovic in the last few weeks. Just think on the on the price. Just gone with the price. I thought 20 to 1 on Felix was decent. He's, he's, he's a possibility. And, and, and that's kind of what how it is this week. It's not me thinking, right, he's going to win or right, he's got a definite great chance to win. I think it's taking the best of what's there. And I think that's what you've done with Medvedev as well, isn't it? Well, I think Medvedev's the better value compared to Djokovic yeah. and Alcaraz. I mean, Djokovic and Alcaraz are taking 66% of the book up. So basically what Bet Rivers are saying, it's minus $2 that Djokovic or Alcaraz wins his tournament, which I don't think is right. I'd rather no. take a two to one on everybody else in the field rather than those two. And yeah, if there's you, a lot if of you, good players in this. And, and if you throw in Medvedev as well, they're, they're yeah. saying it's an 83% chance that one of those top three will win, which means you're getting five to one on everybody else in the field. And, then, and that's obviously wrong because I think that the Djokovic and the Alcaraz prices are completely wrong because they're taking up too much of the percentage of the book. So that, yeah. that's, the, that's the logic for me to try and to, uh, to oppose the top two. I want to get the top two beat. I think yeah, we can I, get I, I, couldn't, I couldn't disagree. I mean, it's, if you're looking at Medvedev and the prices that he's been in these sort of tournaments for, you know, for the last year or two, then, then you could certainly make a case for saying that's a good price on, on Medvedev. Mm. And that's, I think that's, that's all we can do in a tournament that this is a, a, a tournament of this quality. You just have to, I think you, if you're looking at this and saying, right, he's going to win, I think you're doing really well. I, I think you just have to take what you perceive to be the value. And I think for me, it was, it was the two that, I, that I've chosen and for you is obviously Medvedev. The, so. the other thing with Alcaraz as well, Sean, is that I know he won the US Open, but, Mm. It was dramatic how he won it, but I don't think he played yeah. some brilliant tennis, did he? He, he? In spurts, he did, but he he, mm. he had a lot of unforced errors. He was a really rushing a couple of games where he should have won easy. He was very young, obviously, but he made a. I thought to myself, if he had played like that against Djokovic, Djokovic would have beaten him easy. He would have, have capitalised mm. on the unforced errors. So he is a great talent, and he's 19 years. This is the first time he's going to a tournament like this as the number one seed, number one player in the world, and a major champion. The pressure on him is going to be huge at 19 years of age. And at two to one, it's wrong. It's too short. It's too short, yeah. It's definitely too short. Mm. We're definitely in agreement on that. Um, the problem is you could you, you could pick seven or eight of these to, to win it. Mm. Um, so it's, 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 it's not a week where... It, it's definitely not a week to be, to be raiding the piggy bank and going, going all out. I just think it's one to be a little bit circumspect this week because it's tricky because there's so many good players in both tournaments. I think it's a tough one. I think there are probably better outright opportunities will exist than this, to be honest. And also at the end of the season, a lot of players aren't putting the shift and you've got to really be, bear that in mind with these tournaments. You know, look at the, look at some outsiders as we did last week. Yeah, because it does happen. They, as we've said, Sonego and Mets, Shapovalov, mm. these guys have shown absolutely nothing for months and months and months. All of a sudden, for whatever reason, maybe maybe they've been carrying injuries, you know, just could be any number of reasons, could be off-court issues, whatever. All of a sudden, they've, they've come to a tournament and thought, you know, and started hitting and thinking, oh, I'm feeling pretty good. And it's, it's all gone for them. So, uh, you know, don't discount players that have not been informed for, for, for several months. Exactly.
Um, what do you like of the match bets? I know there's a couple have already started. Anything that you particularly like on the match bets? Yeah, I don't, I don't know whether this is going to be up in time, but the one the one I like was Jere on a handicap against Rubliev. Right. Um, on the what are we getting that... in there? Four and a half? Yeah, we can choose four and a half or three and a half, yeah. Um, I just think Rublev's, you know, he's not played since the US Open. These two did play at the US Open and it went to five sets. Um, Jerry just seems a lot better on hard courts now than he, he was. And this this slow one will definitely suit him. He's already qualified here, so he's played a couple of matches on it already. So he'll certainly have that as an advantage. Um, and he, he wasn't far away from Rublev at all, yet he's, you know, he can get plus four and a half on him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that was... Basically, that's the best that I that I've of the first first round match. I think that these are very very tricky matches to call. You know, I, I haven't found any underdog where I've gone right. I'm, I, I like this guy at this price. Um, other than the handicap on Jay, I think Rublev's too short. Yeah. Other than that, I'm not inspired really. I've got one pick. Um, it's it's an over, over total game pick in Cressy against Kakanov. Okay. I think I know it's twenty four and a half, which is really I don't I, I usually try to pitch it around about twenty three and a half in my highest. I don't really like going to the twenty four and a half, but I just don't see how they, what, the first set in it can't not be a tie break. I think the first set to be a tie break could possibly be a bet as well seven six. Uh, either way, Cressy uh, Kakanov. It looks like a game that's going to have two tie breaks, and you know, we know how many winners Kakanov hits, and we know how many unforced errors he hits, and their surf percentage is very good. Obviously, the court conditions are a bit of a concern, but slow. That's, but to... yeah, that's the worry for me. I, 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 Cressy does. You know, Cressy's going to play that way, though, and it's we say it's slow, and it is. It doesn't mess. It doesn't mean that it's particularly easy to counter Cressy's style of play. It isn't even not even on our, even on an indoor hard court that's that's got very little pace in it like this one. He's still going to be a very tricky to tricky guy to knock off the way that he plays. Um, and Kashanov, <laughs> complete enigma, isn't he? You know, had a great U.S. Open, had a great Olympics last summer, but that's in between, he's, that's he's, done nothing, he's done nothing that's since a, about a... 2018, other than yeah. those other than those two weeks. So you just don't know with him. Uh, you, you really don't. I think this is a very tricky outright puzzle to solve, and the and the match bets are very tricky as well. So I, I'm having, I'm on minimum stakes this week to be minimum, to be completely honest. Minimum stakes for Sean, but uh, the tips are uh, we're going to go for in the bottom half of the draw. Felix Auger Aliassime is probably he's half the price that Sean took. He took twenty to one. He's now ten to one, uh, and also we've got Herbert Hercas who's also ten to one. He's gone through to the second round. Uh, for me, I'm going to go for Medvedev. I think Medvedev at bigger than five to one is the wrong price. It's the best price in the world with Bet Rivers. Nobody else is better. I'm going to go for Medvedev. And I think the conclusion to come here is that Alcaraz and uh, Djokovic are beatable here. And we don't believe they should be taking up 66% of the book. And we think uh, we can get them beat. Obviously, in the other tournament, as we mentioned, it was over in Japan. We've gone for Kekmanovic at 28 to one and Brandon Nakashima in the outright market down to 11 to one. He's also through to the second round. Um, if you want to follow myself and Sean and all the other fantastic handicappers, you can do on our Twitter account at Because We Win, where the guys put up some picks in play and during the match, as well as some videos as well when they're at locations up and around 
the globe. Uh, Sean, thank you very much as always. And thank you everybody for tuning Pleasure. in. Thank you everyone for subscribing. The subscribers are going up and up and up on the, on the Bet Rivers network. And that's a big thank you to you. Please give us a rate and a review and remember to download us on any one of your podcast providers. Tell your friends as well. We're doing well on the charts. We want to keep continuing that upsurge on these podcasts. Sean, have a great week and I'll chat Thanks, mate, you too. next Sunday. Thanks very much for everyone. And please remember to gamble responsibly. Take care. Thanks for listening to Betting Weekly Game Bet Match on the Bet Rivers Network.